Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And we've got some game day reports to talk about. It was super exciting. Um, we've also got an SCG Open that was won by an infant. We have had a really, really crazy week. Crazy. Crazy week. I'm, I'm kidding about the infant thing. I'm kidding about the sarcasm about game day. Game day is actually pretty cool. But um, my experience wasn't as cool as I would have hoped. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit later. Uh, for now, though, uh, I just want to talk about the uh, SCG Open from Providence, Rhode Island, uh, which I have never been to, but I have been through on a train. It's lovely. Um, you don't know that. That it's lovely? Yeah. It looked very lovely. That's a front that they put on. But I also was coming back from having uh, surgery in Boston, and I was on a lot of painkillers. So everything was probably lovely for all I know. Oliver Tomajko, pronunciation dubious at best, Abzan Reanimator, uh, and... My joke about him being an infant is untrue, but he is a 14-year-old kid. Uh, apparently a former uh, Yu-Gi-Oh player, tournament level. You know, like, I mean, he was a competitive Yu-Gi-Oh player, so it wasn't just, like, randomly switched over and luck sacked into a win. He was actually a competitive player um, and, uh, you know, obviously made the transition pretty smoothly. Um and, uh, yeah, won the whole thing. Pretty awesome. Congratulations, Oliver. Really cool. Um, playing Abs and Reanimator, which uh, is a deck that you predicted weeks ago uh, would be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, cool to see that deck make a comeback. Um, defeating Mono Red Aggro by Peter Wynn. Uh, Peter was not running the uh, Red Green, the Atarka Red. No. Uh, just straight Mono Red. Uh, which surprises me because I really feel like the Atarka Red is the best version. It's like slightly more consistent and you're not running mana confluences, I guess. So you're better in the mirror, but I mean, that, that card just does so much. It really does. I, got, I played against Mary in round one of the tournament uh, on Saturday and she really didn't have a handle on how Atarka's Command worked. So I was very, I mean, it, it is a very, very potent card um, that wasn't as potent as it could have been when it was played against me uh, to my, you know, to my delight, frankly, because I was like, man, oh, what a beating. Um, but she actually didn't realize until like the second time she cast it 
that it tar- that it hit all of her creatures with the plus one plus one. Because mm-hmm. like she could well every time she used it she only had one creature out mm-hmm. like the first couple times and then she played it with two creatures out she goes I'll give this one plus one plus one I'm like uh, no you'll give them all plus one plus one because that's what it does and she was like oh no oh, it's really good I was like yeah it's really good mm. <laughs> so um, so yeah so she you know it it wasn't like like I let her play it incorrectly you know what I mean like. Every time oh, she not got, take the right amount of damage or something. Right, every time she played it before, she only had one creature out. So so it was only doing it once, but I never noticed that she... I I couldn't tell that she thought that until she had more than one creature. And then I was like, wait a minute, you think this only hits one creature? No, no, no. No, it's a really good card. It would be really good if it just gave one creature plus one, plus one in reach till end of turn. It'd be decent. It'd still be good. It wouldn't be great like it is. But yeah, anyway... So yeah, so this is uh this is interesting. We got two reanimator decks in the top eight, a lot of Abzan control, uh, three decks in the top eight, f- five in the top sixteen of Abzan control. So Abzan control is uh very much a popular deck right now. I guess that's old news, but yeah, <laughs> surprising though. Surprising with so many other options. Uh, that people are settling right back down into that deck. Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. I think it's just it's the deck and the cards that people happen to have currently. Because a lot of these decks aren't running like a ton of new cards, at least for the Abzan ones. Easy to easy to port. Yeah. And from I guess like on Twitter and just what I've been seeing like the the pros talk about, it seems like the unanimous uh well almost unanimous, I guess the consensus is is that the Esper Dragon's deck is like clearly the best deck, and that didn't show up at all. But blue black kind of never shows up at these uh SCG events, yeah, like that's... in proportion to how good it is, right? Now, um, on the other hand, and I know that uh, we don't even have this pulled up in our show notes, but um, the same weekend, uh, GP Krakow happened, um, standard also, um, Alexander Hain. Won the event, and um, here were the top eight. Um, Robin Dolar playing Esper Dragons. Martin Muller playing Esper Dragons. Uh, PVDDR playing Esper Dragons. Alex Hotman playing Esper Dragons. Alexander Haynes playing Esper Dragons. Leo Schulhoff playing Blue Black Dragons. Bartolome Lewandowski playing Jeskai Tokens. Um, Samuel Pard- Sam Pardee playing Ojutai Bant, and that was the top eight. Jeez. Yeah, like all the dragons. Like five Esper Dragons decks in the top eight. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, and it's interesting because it it's essentially blue-black control. Like they're just splashing for Dragonlord Ojutai. Like that's the only white card in the main deck. Yeah, and it's totally correct too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's real easy to splash when you have uh, – you want to run some extra Scrylands anyway, so you just run a couple Temple of Enlightenment and uh, Haven of the Spirit Dragon. Yep. And you're good to go. Uh, I've, I can't remember who said it, but one of them, one of the pros is saying that they think it's less played on the SCG circuit just because it's harder to play. Possibly. Uh, optimally. So, like, you'll see it if the pros are playing somewhere, it gets played a lot more. Uh, the other risk you run into is if you're not just on top of things you can end up with some draws and that's especially damaging when you can only like afford like two or three losses max 
Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's the combination of it's a hard deck to play optimally, and it's a hard deck to play and not draw with mm. against uh, an open field. Yeah, I like this deck though because it feels a lot more proactive mm-hmm. than some of the other control decks that have shown up in the last year. Um, like the blue black control previously was just like another one that wasn't as grindy as like the blue white control from last season, but it wasn't far off either because it still wasn't running like any creatures. You were just kind of running an Ugin and you were running um, Ashiok and just hoping to take a win condition, you know? Yeah. I mean like the number of win conditions was about the same number. Right. And uh, right. Exactly. So, um, these decks feel a lot more proactive. Like I played against Esper Dragons um, at game day, and I lost. Um, but it didn't feel like one of those things where it was like, "Oh, I'm gonna this is gonna take forever." Like stuck a dragon, and like <laughs> I had a couple turns to try to answer it, and if I couldn't answer it, I lose. And it was like, it was like, okay, cool. It's like a very merciful uh, control deck because. You, you're allowed to get on with it. <laughs> you know, I think we we finished well before time. Um, and it, it was good. It was good. What what makes me sad is that as an, like, I guess, a, what's the opposite of a fan? A hater, I guess? Yeah, <laughs> a, sure. A hater of blue control. Uh, the fact that they had to, you know, just automatically run four dissolves made me extremely happy. Uh, just because of how, how how far they had fallen in terms of like spell quality, hmm. and Alexander Haynes, I'm I'm looking at the list right now. He's only yeah. running two. That's bad news. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's because he's running four Silumgar Scorn. Silumgar Scorn is a good card. Yep, counter spell is not bad. It is a really good card. Um, and uh, I think that you've answered the question here because I know that you had a question in the show notes where how many. How many dragons does it take to make Silumgar's Scorn a good card? Um, apparently five is fine. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, though, like, you know, you've got, I mean, Abzan Control plays so many tap lands. And, like, they're, you know, if they have an untapped land turn four, they're going to oh, tap yeah. out for, for Siege Rhino. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you just hit them with this thing, even if you don't have a dragon. I think it's a great card. I mean, I think it's great regardless. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, just... The, the, the part where it like becomes like irrelevant without a dragon is probably the portion of the game where you probably either have a dragon in play or in hand. Because right. that's all they have is card draw. And so they probably draw into like their one of five dragons by the time you get to like turn five or six. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a really good deck. Uh, really good deck. This is this is a control deck that I really enjoy because it's got creatures. It's got things to do. It's going to do stuff, and I enjoy that. I enjoy, like, if you're going to play a control deck, if I have to play against a control deck, lock it down, stabilize, and beat me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that was the worst thing about last season was the control deck would lock you down, it would stabilize, and then it would just sit there. <laughs> It would sit there and demoralize you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, it was just not a fun deck to play against. Yeah, this, I can't this, remember this... who who said it, but it was basically, in terms of winning in a timely fashion, you just had to make it so hopeless and miserable to play against that your opponent would just concede. 
which I would never do. Absolutely not. <laughs> not against that deck. You're, you're going to call that bluff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I'm just going to keep playing. Um, so anyway, uh, so the, yeah, so this is a field full of Esper Dragons. A um, little bit more variety in the uh, in the SCG Open results. Uh, Soul Reanimator showed up in the top eight. Uh, Abzan Aggro, Jeskai Aggro, a bunch of Abzan Control. You said there was a Teamer Dragons deck. Did you want to talk about that? It's actually not a Teamer Dragons deck. It's just no? running Thunderbreak Regent and Stormbreath Dragon. So that, I don't really consider that like a dragon theme. It's a Teamer deck. Yeah, I mean, because those are just good creatures that Teamer would run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Thunderbreak Teamer Regent, Act. really good. That's the one thing that I'm bummed about is I didn't get one of them Thunderbreak Regents. Oh, from the top eight. Yeah. I didn't even get to see one of those cards. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um. Now, oh, there was one more interesting result from the uh, from the event in 321st place. Normally, we wouldn't talk about 321st place, uh, but uh, it was a Soltai Chord of Calling deck played by Adam. As pronounce it, please. No, I, I want to hear this. Adam Ezegelian. Is that right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, he was a contestant on American Idol, uh, also a Magic player, and uh, he showed up at this event and played. He did not do very well, um, but still, still a cool neat. deck. It's, it's a cool deck, and it's cool to see somebody you know who had a taste of fame come out and still do their do their thing that they like. It's just nice to see. Why, why, why are people playing Collected Company? Why is that? Why do people think that card is good? I don't know. Uh, Kibler had a few in the sideboard of his like updated green-white aggro deck, yeah, especially in standard. That's I, I I don't know. I get it in modern. Like I get it. It's I, I get. I mean, I still don't think it's good, but I get why you would be running it in modern with that other card that searches up the creatures. That makes sense. Put stuff on top of your deck. Get the stuff that you put on top of your deck for cheap. I get that. And and you you could be running a combo deck. There's not really a right right like a two creature combo in standard. Right, blue green morph in sixtieth place is how close is that to the one that you that you played? Oh, not at all. No, <laughs> this mine was more of a manifest deck than a morph deck. Ah, um, right. But I mean, if you wanted to like put together that deck, okay, this is running air of the wilds. That's weird. This is kind of just like a random. Blue, this is kind of like a flash deck. That's kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah, you've got Silumgorse, Sorcerer. You've got Boonsader, Quickling, which is interesting. Hmm. One of. Um, and then the rest are just morphs that can get you uh, get you value. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it's got four collected company, one hour of need. <laughs> hour of need. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. It's interesting. If that's what you think you need. I mean, no secret plans, so this is not... No. It's a bad deck. It doesn't have secret plans. It's a bad deck. Or Obscuring Aether. I should have played that. That's the deck I should have played. Was, I, I couldn't find Death Mist Raptors. Really? Yeah. That's okay, though. They're cheap. Oh, my God. No, they're not. $20. Could you not find Death Mist Raptors because you traded them to me? You know, I don't know. Because I think I traded you for like two of them. 
Oh, real? Okay, I forgot I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. Yup. I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to play that card. Because I traded you for Death Mist Raptors and Den Protectors. Ah. Yup. Yep, yep, yep. And that actually leads us into our game day discussion. So, um, Saturday, I played in game day at Common Ground Games. And um, so, this was interesting. So, game day at Common Ground on Saturday was also a Star City Games Invitational Qualifier. And... It was a $250 first prize, and, and this is the part that I think is key, it was run at regular REL. So, I'll have to be honest, I appreciate Jameson for trying something a little different, but it was probably the least fun I've ever had at game day, which really sucks. Because, like, game day is supposed to be a pretty casual tournament but it's still a tournament but it's got that really casual feeling about it where you know you're playing standard maybe you're playing something a little off the wall and you're playing it in a pretty low stakes environment um for the chance to win some cool promo cards and you know a a mat or whatever you know But when you put a check at the end of the rainbow, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it just felt like everybody was just real serious. Like, uh, and I got to give props um, to Tanner at the end of round, like going in, because it was five rounds, going into round five, he posted standings, right? He posted them in alphabetical order. (laughs) Jeez. It was awesome. It was a really, really, really good move. Because he's like, it's game day. Play magic. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he just posted them in alphabetical order. But it was that was just the vibe all day. You know, I'm glad that he fought back against it. But it was just this really, like, serious game day. Like, I played against a guy round two, and he was one of the ringers. There was, a, like, a little group of ringers there that I'm not going to name names because like I like a lot of those guys but they still they were all there trying to spike a check you know and good for them I mean I don't blame them for that I think that's fine you put a check at the end of a game day of course you're going to get all these ringers there so um well yeah if it's game day I mean (laughs) that's going to be the best or highest EV game day right right possible right so you know you just had a bunch of people like like there was there was some match going on where these guys were just like yelling at each other like rules lawyering like crazy and it was just like um I so I played against an opponent round two and uh, and game one we're playing I'm playing the green white mirror game one I'm so sorry no it's not that bad it's okay actually, <laughs> like, green white mirror is nothing I I actually feel really really good with the green white mirror. Um, so anyway, I'm playing against him and he, he was playing, he was, his pace was really, really fast. And like, every time I played something, he'd go, okay, 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 okay. Like, and he was just really like trying to like screw me up. And I made so many mistakes. Like I, I, I missed so many triggers 
and I just did so many things wrong and just played, made so many play mistakes. And I realized that as I was sideboarding, I was like, this dude is trying to make me screw up. So I actually just went and I just slowed my pace like way down. I was like shuffling, present, you know, we did our thing. And I'm like looking at my hand. I'm like, play a forest. He goes, okay. And I go, and I'll pass the turn. Like I just like deliberately slowed my speech down. I slowed my motions down. I slowed everything down, not to the point of slow play, Mm -hmm. but I slowed down, took myself back to my pace and got out of his game. And like, it was like, to me, it was actually like a really cool moment. I think that one moment, like that I, like one thing that I can take away from that day that I felt was a major success was being able to pick up on my opponents, you know, I guess mind tricking me, you know, Hmm. and being able to just like stay in my own head and like stay playing the game of magic that I needed to play to win. And I won the round. It took my time and I made my plays and I won the round. Um, And it was good. It was great. Like I, I just felt really good after that round because it's something that like, you know, a player who was a little maybe less experienced, and I'm sure that's what he was shooting for all day, you know, was playing against these players who were there to have fun and just like, you know, making them play real fast and screw up and getting getting wins that way. Um, but I took I slowed down, I played my game and and I won. So it was really, really awesome. But anyway, that was the that was the the one thing I could really take away from the day. Um, so I beat uh, like uh, Abzan Red. I beat the Mirror, and I beat um, Mono Red Aggro, not splashing. Um, and I lost to Esper Dragons, and I lost to. Abzan aggro, actually. I lost to that hmm. deck. Um, I can't remember why I lost to that deck, uh, but I lost to that deck. So I feel um, like those are both not really great matchups. The Esper Dragons is rough. Um, I run two Arbor Colossus in the main deck now, or at least that's what I ran on Saturday, and I felt hmm. like it was correct. Um, almost could go to three. Because I cut Genesis Hydra entirely. Really? Yeah, I did. Um, I feel like that's wrong. It might be wrong, but um, and but you know what? And it was actually the wrong call. For well, I don't know if it was the wrong call, because like a six six on the board clogs up a lot of stuff. And if you're playing against red, um, they're not going to have enough burn to kill it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. It's still going to be really, really slow. It really gums things up. It is really slow, but I feel like Hydra is slow or even slower. Because you play a Hydra for five, it's in Lightning Strike range. You know what I mean? If you pay five mana to play a, a Hydra, which you probably would play it for more. But I really felt like I just wanted to stick something big right there. And uh, and it felt okay. Um I was I was anticipating a lot more of the uh, green red devotion deck than I saw, you know, which is why it was in there. I was anticipating a lot more Thunderbreak Regent and Stormbreath Dragon, mm. 
which I did not play against either card all day. Huh. So, um, you know, that was my major reason for putting those in there because, you know, Atarka's command doesn't even deal with Stormbreath Dragon, you know? So, like, I was like, I don't want to be dead to, to flyers all day. Um, well, actually, though, your Dramoka's command is dead. Right. Atarka's command. Well, that's what I meant. And you'd be just fine, because then you could give your creatures reach and block it. Ha! <laughs> True. Well, I'm talking about Dramoka's command. I said okay. Atarka's command. I know, I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> well, I think that Arbor Colossus could have been just fine against Control, especially if they're running dragons as their finishers, you know? But I didn't ever... I don't think I ever saw them when I played against the deck, so... I feel like the Esper Dragons deck and its popularity, now that I'm thinking about it, is kind of a reaction to kind of an extreme that the metagame got to. I think it was Brad Nelson that, when he was discussing his Abzan Aggro deck, he commented that Thoughtseize has never been worse. Hmm. And that it was, like, right to go down to two of them main deck. And, like, the, yeah, just it's, it's, it's at its, like nader in terms of i think that's how you pronounce that uh <laughs> the opposite of apex um it's at its low point right now in terms of uh that was a independent presidential candidate i think it's nate nadir nadir i don't know i've only read the word it's one of those words you've only read you've never actually said out loud so right, i thought right. a, a podcast would be a good place to uh, yeah I, I i met ralph nadir once mm. he's a nice guy so i think that like when you're not playing thoughtsies like, that's when control can really take over. And especially uh, tempo plays where you kind of just have to run into it with um, Silmgar Scorn. Mm -hmm. Like, that whole strategy kind of just folds in half when you get hit with, like, a turn one thought seize. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, so I, I think that's a, a – it was a reaction where all the Abzan decks – Abzan was still extremely popular, but thought seize was as um, unpopular as it has been while it was been standard legal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, when you've got a bunch of um, control decks running, you know, a soft counterspell, that's the perfect environment for them to to thrive, and they did. And I think there'll be a reaction, hopefully, or I, I imagine so, where all these people that are still running Abzan, just, you know, put some more Thoughtseize in your deck, and you'll do just fine versus the Esper Dragons deck. Right. Well, I can't imagine they're not in their sideboards, right? There's got to be four total copies between main and side, right? I would imagine so. I can't uh, imagine ever playing anything that's got the word control on it and also has swamps that doesn't run four main deck th or four thought seas between the se you know in the seventy five. Oh, probably, but I, I just saw that like a lot of the pros um, and at the, the pro tour we're just talking about you know they're running abs in they're running black and they just weren't running the four thought seas main even though it's you know right it's, it's the best spell you can cast right now in, in standard. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I think uh, it, it just become uh, a liability when control was at, you know, was not, was not to be found. Right. Right. And especially control with, with, a, with a counter spell. That's not a hard counter spell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised to not see any copies and a little disheartened to not see any copies of green, white devotion uh, in the top 32 of the SCG open. That's kind of a bummer, but hopefully that means that people won't be ready for it. Uh, next time I play it. Yeah. I think that's 
I'm not really sure why that's the case. I think people are afraid of playing it. I think so. It was really tough. Um, so I wound up with I wound up running the max number of den protectors, death misraptors that I own, which is mm-hmm. three and three. So I was running three and three uh, main deck, and uh, and it, I mean it, that felt really good. Um, but I don't know. There was, it was weird. It was, the deck didn't play the same. So like, honestly, I didn't get a chance to test much before the event. Um, when like we all got together and tested, but I was more just playing the other play test decks for Ryan to test against. Um, and I never even got a chance to play you because you <laughs> played Ryan and then you pieced out. So I didn't really get a chance to play you at all. Um, but I was like, well, you know, I played Greenwhite Devotion, whatever. I've played the deck. I know the deck. And, like, yeah, it's like it plays so much different with Death Misraptor and Den Protector. I actually don't think I ever resolved a Death Misraptor trigger. <laughs> I, think I, I think the only time it ever was relevant, I missed the trigger. So, wow. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, yeah, so it's a little different. Uh, I definitely need some reps with it before uh, we go into the SCG Open uh, next month. Uh, I'm playing Green White Devotion. I'm I'm not changing decks. I'm I'm sticking with the same deck, and I'm playing through. So uh, playing this deck pretty much until rotation. Nice. Yeah, I'm sticking with it, man. So uh, got a lot of time to get better with it, but I do need to get better with it. That's the one thing I definitely know for sure. Um, and, uh, but anyway, yeah, so long story short about the, uh, uh, my game day experience, uh, I just hope they never, and actually I think Jameson even was saying, so and for the last time ever, we're doing this kind of game day. <laughs> like he's like the Aww. first, he was like, welcome to the first and last game day slash SCG IQ. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really, I like game day as a chance to play weird decks and to have fun playing a low stakes tournament, but still playing in a tournament with a playoff and a champion. It's fun. And I did not get that vibe from the event that I played in at all. And it was a shame because that's what I want out of game day. So in, in retrospect, in hindsight, I really wish I would have gone to the game day that you went to mm-hmm. on Sunday. So uh, tell me about your game day on Sunday. So you, you went you you ditched the green white warriors right? Yeah, I kind of decided that I was going to be a little bit more objective and, and get away from cute <laughs> interactions and try to play a better deck because I realized the green white warriors deck, although I you know I put up an okay finish at states going six and two with it, a lot of that just came down to uh, getting decent draws, um, playing really optimally and in ways that my opponents weren't playing around. Uh, people just aren't playing around become immense currently, uh, yeah. very favorable matchups. Um, and I think I won the die roll six out of the eight times. So mm-hmm. with an aggro deck that helps a lot. So I, I, I actually look, tried to look at my results objectively and realized, um, you know, had I gone to that tournament with like abs and aggro, um, probably would have done better. <laughs> so right. I decided to ditch that and, uh, I was looking around for reasonable decks. I looked at the uh, the Bant Aggro deck that uh, Craig Wesco played. I think that's a good deck. 
Um, for some reason, I didn't want to play the red, red, green, mono red deck, even though I still think that's really good right now. Especially, yeah, why would you not want to play that? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? I think it's because it just won the Pro Tour, <laughs> and so I just come on, man. That is like your kind of deck. Oh, totally. Like I want to play that deck, and I have not played red in like a year. Yeah, I mean, I was playing, I was playing mono red before the the. Oh my god, I'm such a tipster. Uh, I was playing it before the Pro Tour, and I really thought it was a good deck. I didn't, I didn't want to play the deck that won the Pro Tour the week after the Pro Tour. <sighs> Fair enough. You know what? And for for a game day thing, yeah. You know what? I get that totally. It's exactly in line with what I was just saying. You know, I don't disagree. I, I disagree with it. You know, as a rule, not wanting to play the green. You know, the deck that won the pro tour the week after the pro tour. But for game day, you know, we're in the spirit of game day. Absolutely, I yeah. I, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. So and so yeah, there's a bit of a conflict between fun wanting to have fun and you know wanting to be creative or whatever and wanting to actually win because like i still want to have fun but you know and play a stupid deck <laughs> but i still want to win matches uh, win with that stupid deck yeah no doubt yeah exactly so i went back to one of the brews that i had posted pre uh before i guess the the pro tour the the set even become standard legal uh and it was just a mono green aggro uh, update with uh, with a white splash, um, which that uh, he's got a great name too. I can't remember the guy's name now. Snap Vangers. Yeah, Bram Snap your Vangers. Snap your deck. Yeah, he yeah. So he played it and had put to a decent record at uh, the Pro Tour, except he was running four collected company, and he was he was only running two aspect of Hydra. Like his deck was just weird. Uh, I think he had um, – oh, gosh. I can't even remember. the. It was a card from Born of the Gods that, like, I don't think anyone's ever played in the standard match. Archetype of court of Courage, which is one white-white for a 2-2. Two, two. Gives your creatures first strike. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, that was in a sideboard. Uh, you know, that's actually interesting. Uh, that was one of the cards maybe it was Ryan had suggested to me. Um, as a mirror breaker hmm. for green white devotion. I was like, you know, that's an interesting choice. It's not one that I'm going to totally scoff at, you know, like it's kind of cool because they yeah, have the first strike, a bunch of two, two swinging into each other. Yeah. You, you win that battle. That's cool. But I still like, I still like uh dragon throne of Tarkir, which has now shown up numerous sideboards of players that you respect. Really? Um, for the green white devotion mirror. Yes, it has. Yes, indeed. Who are these players? Um, I don't remember. It's not you. I don't remember. Yeah, I know it's not <laughs> me. I said, I said players you respect. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely not me. Uh, but yeah, no, there have been a number of players at this point who have run that card in their sideboard. Um, I didn't expect to see the green white devotion mirror, so I did not have it in my sideboard. And then of course played against the green white devotion mirror. Yay. Um, but I was actually anyway. looking at the archetype of aggression, the the red version of that that mm -hmm. gets your creatures trample. Yeah. Uh, for red black or red white warriors, because he's actually a warrior. It is uh, a warrior. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so the deck's uh basically uh it's four elvish mystic, four avatar of the resolute. Uh, he was running three din protector. I just went with the full four. Uh, four mm -hmm. fleece main lion. I'm not sure if it's worth 
splashing that much for the fleece main line, although it probably is because that's just a better card than sword wise centaur by a lot. Yeah, um, uh, four boon Seder, which I don't know how enthused I am with Draboka's command running around. Um, that's uh, that's a ticket to blow out town. Yeah, man. Uh, Draboka's command was so so rough against me. Yeah, because uh, green white or, or no, it was the Abzan control deck. Oh God. Was running, um, was running Dramoka's command, and then was running Den Protector. I swear he ca- he cast like eight Dramoka's commands against me in one game. It was the most ridiculous thing. Uh, four Surox and four Reverent Hunters, which is the two and a green for the one one. You get a bunch of plus one plus one counters for your devotion. Uh, he ran four Collected Company. Like I think I already mentioned that, but I've just never. Every time I've never been satisfied casting that card. Yeah. Um, I've probably done a total of like 10 times and I've just never been really happy with the results. Although I, when I was testing against someone else and I guess this is probably my bias, but it just seemed like they always got like, you know, double fleece mainline or whatever every single mm-hmm. time. Uh, I, I can do the math where like, yeah, you have 22 to 24 creatures like you should hit two two creatures like most of the time, but even then you're running four Elvish Mystics, which, I mean, that's not really I, – I don't count that as a hit. So your odds really go down. Um, three Dromoka's Command, two Valor Stance, and only two Aspect to Hydra. I made that four. Um, that's just yeah. silly. Because I, I basically – like I really enjoyed uh, Become Immense, and Aspect of Hydra can kind of do a pretty good impersonation of that. Sure, yeah. If you just choose to make your deck worse in a different way than I had originally chose to make my deck worse with the Green White Warriors. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I went with Mono Green Aggro Splash White. And, again, I, yeah, I came to the conflict of, you know, it's game day. Am I trying to have fun or am I trying to be a spike? Um, I had already kind of decided not to be a spike because I wasn't running the Mono Green Aggro deck or something like that. So, so I was already down the fun the fun path, and I couldn't find the last cut because I wanted to try one collected company, and one death mist drafter just to try it out and see how I felt. But then I had like a sixty one card deck, and I was already at twenty two lands. So I decided to cut. I was either going to cut a land or an elvish mystic, and I cut an elvish mystic. So I cut one more mana source, which is pretty rough when you're running a bunch of four drops or at least a few four drops and 22 lands. That's kind of a, uh, but I decided that it was game day and I would just get lucky and that I would notice the difference between 22 and I'm sorry. uh, So with the Elvish mystics, the difference between 26 mana sources and 25 mana sources over the course of like a five round tournament. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, I mean (laughs) the difference between like a, a 400 hitter in baseball and like a 350 hitter in baseball is like one hit every 20 at bats or something like that. And it's yeah. like, you know, you could watch a guy for like a week. And if you went to get a hot dog during one of his at bats, you wouldn't know the difference between like, you know, one of the best hitters of all time and just a very good hitter. And so I was like, so I was like, I was doing all this. And uh, yeah, this is the exact thought process I went through, including the, the baseball hitter example. <laughs> And it's just, a very good example, though. <laughs> I know, I know, it's I know. It's good, it's good. I like it. And, like, Ryan just called me on my bolt, uh, my BS. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just lying to myself. Uh, I'm just, I'm abusing statistics to justify 
a bad expected value decision. <laughs> but it's game day, so I'm going to do it. Uh, so that's what I did. I cut an Elvish Mystic and was immediately punished in round one <laughs> when I needed just one more mana uh, to essentially win the game. So I had like three turns to either draw because we were like we were racing and I needed to just draw like a fifth land to play a Din Protector and flip it up uh, to draw to, you know, redraw a Surak and then and also bring a Death Mist Raptor that was in my graveyard back to the battlefield. And that would have given me the board presence to actually push through and win the game. Didn't do yeah. it. Uh, cost me the match. Um, so that was, you know, strike one on my uh, loose loose uh, deck decisions. And then uh, I got to top that in round two with some loose play decisions. Um, I was playing against um, Bant Heroic, which is a miserable matchup to begin with versus uh, another aggro deck like that's not as fast as mono red. So I'm trying to think what happened. It, it, it's a little bit better because you can actually play like morph creatures and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so they're colorless. So you can't just like God's willing to not have a blocker, which I like. Right. That is nice. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, so, but I got a little bit of lucky, uh, which you do need to beat this deck. And he stuck on two lands and he has five cards in hand and passes, which should have been a sign. Uh, I have a Death Mist Raptor out, a Fleece Mainline out, and an Avatar of the Resolute out, uh, as well as an Elvish Mystic, with three lands. And in my hand, I had Aspect of Hydra, Reverent Hunter, and Boon Seder, and he's at 17. So <laughs> the, 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 the thought process in my head was I could just be super greedy and go for it. So I swing with the... Uh, three non-Elvish Mystic creatures that each had uh, three power. And he declares no blockers and passes priority back to me. So he's going to take nine damage if I just accept this state. And that would take him down to eight. And then I could cast a Reverent Hunter for one. Like, he'd be an 8-8, eight, eight, an 8-8 eight, eight Reverent Hunter. Yeah. And then i probably just win the game. Like, just no way I lose the game. That That would be the conservative... Solid play. Yeah. But for some reason, I sat there after he'd passed priority and started thinking about it. And I decided it was game day and I could get fancy. <laughs> so I flashed out a Boon Seder and then cast Aspect of Hydra on my Death Mist Raptor to make it... Seven, oh 17 God, total really seventeen total power attacking. <laughs> right, assuming they don't have a Valorous stance. Oh, that yeah, see, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, does he have the Valorous stance to kill the Death Mist Raptor? That's all I was worried about. And even though I realized, oh, yes, this is banned because he's splashing for Dromoka's command, I remember thinking that initially, like when I saw the green, but then forgot about it when I was making this decision. Oh, no. I only had Valorous stance in my head. And as soon as I did, like, as I cast, after I cast, he's like, uh-huh, uh, Boon Seder resolves. And as soon as I cast the Aspect of Hydra, he's like, oh, wow, I'm going to get a lot of value out of this. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I cast Dromoka's Command, made me sacrifice an enchantment, and also, because he had just one creature out, it was the uh, favorite Hoplite, where the heroic is, you know, prevent all damage. Right. Oh so he grew that to a 3-4. 
um, with the heroic trigger to make it fight my Death Mist Raptor in response to the Aspect of Hydra. So <laughs> the Death Mist Raptor goes away. I lose my Aspect of Hydra, and I have to sacrifice my Boon Seder, and I only end up getting in for six damage. So he's at 11. <laughs> so you got like three for Nund? Yes. Jeez Louise. And then now he's left with a creature that's bigger than the rest of mine. And so, <laughs> so I went from, you know, unlosable position, and I had to get really fancy and, and, and really dig deep to find the only way I could lose from that board state. <laughs> because of game day. Wow. Jeez. So that was a valuable lesson. That was a valuable lesson about, you know, conservative play. Yeah. And respecting your opponent. That was a little bit of like, oh, this is game day. I'm just going to waltz into (laughs) – I was just not like – I yeah, I wasn't taking it seriously. I was not playing as tight as like – like if that was at GP, I I just make the conservative play like 100%. Yeah. But I I was just treating this like an F&M, which it kind of is. Well, yours was. Yeah. (laughs) Mine definitely wasn't. It was – Yeah. Like, I, I really wish I'd have played in yours because I wanted to have more fun than I had, got to have. But the rounds I had fun were fun. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, but like, there's just a lot of super competitive players. You know, it was just I don't know. Yeah, but in retrospect, I like there's there's almost a 100 percent chance he has a trick when he passes the turn, stuck on lands with two mana up. And five cards in hand. It's a it's it's a heroic deck. They don't have like three mana cards. Right, right. There's probably a reason he did that. <laughs> right. So he's got plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got two mana. He's got plays. Like there's no way he doesn't have plays. Yeah. Um. But that was good. It was good to make mistakes like that. Uh. It was also the first time I'd played the deck. But you know I've played green white aggro decks before. That's not something I. And I have Dromoka's command in my deck so it's not like it's like an unknown card to me right um that was a that was a good lesson definitely no i agree with that 100 percent. so i didn't drop after that i actually played one more round but also had signed up for the draft that was supposed to start later than the day mm-hmm. and i actually managed to win uh round three in like 10 minutes and was briefly considering trying to do the draft like draft in between the rounds uh, but I, I just dropped and gave my opponent the win and went to go draft. Cool, cool. And that was also a disaster, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Uh, so the first pack I opened up, um, the rare was Ojutai's command, the blue-white command. Mm-hmm. But there was also a strong arm monk for the uncommon. Yeah. So I passed the blue-white command, because I don't think it's amazing in limited. I agree. And I think strong arm strong arm monk can be really really good, yeah. Uh, especially in like the I was I was thinking okay maybe I could just force white red like tokens. What does the 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 monk do again? Just tell remind me. Yeah, of this it's text. four and a white for a three three, and whenever you cast a non creature spell, creatures you control get plus one plus one. Your entire team. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I knew it did something like that. I wanted, I was gonna say prowess, but it's not prowess. Mm-mm. No, it's, it's prowess, prowess for, for your team, except for it, right? It stays the same. No, all creatures. 
Oh, it pumps too? Yeah, every, all creatures you control get plus, plus one. My goodness. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't, I don't, for some reason I haven't seen one of these yet. I haven't even seen this card yet. Yeah, so I was thinking of doing either white red or white black tokens because I've noticed like going into Fate Reforged, like when you, after you draft the first two Dragon's Packs, yeah, just those, those enemy colored common cards are just, just getting passed around. Like no one, no one picks them up. They go very late, huh? Because no, like it seems like uh, dragons encourages allied color drafting. Okay. And so if you if you go enemy colored, then you you tend to get rewarded in Fate Reforged, or huh. I I have been so far at least. So I was I was imagining when I when I drafted the strong arm monk, I was gonna eventually pick up some dragon fodder, and then the war flare and just go to town because you have a strong arm monk. And two tokens out, and you cast War Flare. That's like a bajillion. bajillion damage, I don't even yeah. know how much that is. It's like fourteen damage. <laughs> that's a lot of damage. Yeah, for for two tokens in the three three. <laughs> yeah, like you just it, it's an insane amount of damage. Uh, but then I noticed that blue was open, and I even realized as I was doing this, I'm like, well, hopefully he didn't take that Ojatai's command as like a signal. <laughs> And even if he did, if I just super cut him out of white and blue, then this could work. And so I started taking blue cards after I'd taken a couple of red ones. Uh, so I was white and red, and then I switched to blue because it was just wide open. It seems like it was like a sixth or seventh pick uh, youthful scholar. Wow. So I was like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be that guy that just destroys a draft. <laughs> pass you the like you know give you a very strong signal to go blue white and then move into blue white well sometimes if you're if your plan falls apart you know maybe somebody else destroyed it for you so there you go yeah it was a weird draft uh i eventually opened up a dromoka in pack two so i had to just pick a bunch of like pick a bunch of uh mana fixing <laughs> did you grab the dromoka course after you were already in blue white sky <laughs> yeah i was in jess guy and then i decided i could splash the dromoka if i pick up an evolving wild which thankfully i did and then i picked up um i picked up the blue green and the green white um gain land so it worked out just fine I would use like i would use the word strategy when talking about your your plan but it just doesn't feel like the correct word. I don't know what the correct word is, but yeah, Ryan came by. The strategy doesn't seem like the correct. He, word. he checked on my draft after pack one and pack two, and he's just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I was like, I'd appreciate you not saying that out loud while the draft is going on. <laughs> so wow. yeah, I lose um, round one. Round two, it goes to time. Uh, and I just give the guy the win because I was probably going to lose anyway. And then round three, I lose to Shamanic Revelation because yep. like, the board kind of stalled out into Magmatic Chasm, uh, both games. Oh, my God. So they drew eight and then drew into their Magmatic Chasm, and then obviously you have a giant board state after that and just swung for the win both times. So it's pretty good. Wow. So I technically – did not win a match of magic across two formats. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my game day. 
I don't know. Wow. I don't know if you should be so envious. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. I'd rather I'd rather feel good about it. Oh, I still had fun. That's what I'm saying. You had fun. Mm-hmm. I paid twenty five dollars to go three two in a tournament and like essentially be miserable all day. You know, like just knowing that like every round, who knows what I'm have to deal with. Like and just I don't know. I just didn't have fun. Valuable just... lessons were learned. Yeah, no, I think so. I think next time if I play game day, which I probably won't, because I don't I don't usually play non competitive magic anymore, you know? So like So you should have loved the game day you're at. No, I shouldn't have. No, because I made the decision to go to game day with the allure of a check, frankly. You thought but, you were gonna have your cake and eat it too. Well look, you know, <sighs> I wanted a change of pace. I was like, oh, cool. You know, it's game day. I can go and play in a casual format and casual tournament and and have fun. And, you know, and if I do well, awesome. There's a there's a sweet prize. But it wasn't like that at all. Uh, So this weekend is uh, speaking of competitive magic uh, is a PPTQ at Common Ground Games and it's sealed. Oh, that's this weekend. Yeah. Oh, snap. But you probably... Well, you might want to play in it, but you can't make the regional PTQ. Remember that. Oh, you're right. But you can still show up and dream crush some fools for me, so I can scoop my way into it. If it's the finals, I'd scoop you in. Word, word. Oh, I mean, if it was top eight, I'd scoop you in. <laughs> word. Everyone else, I, I, I would not scoop anyone in. Oh, no, I'm say, that's what I'm saying. You can dream crush from fools for me. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going to play because it's sealed. It's my best shot. So so I'm definitely going to go play. Um, I, I, did not, I have not had a chance to draft dragons, and I will not have a chance to draft dragons. So... Uh, yeah, so if I make the top eight, it should be interesting. Uh, but I've got a plan. <laughs> I am going to play aggro. I'm going to play an aggro deck. If I dra- I'm going to draft an aggro deck, no question. I I cannot keep drafting these sealed decks. Um, I don't know. Blue black's really good. Yeah, well, if that's I, open. I, I would I would still go for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that like what's it called, Vulturous Avon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, like, that's a pick one for me no matter what. You know, like, I think that's a great card. Um, there's the Vultress Aven. There's the – oh, there's the black one that sacrifices and gives you two 2-2 two, two zombies. That's oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, that's an amazing card. It's, it's such uncommon. A there's the 2-5 for four Death Touch, which is crazy. Oh, is that actually good? Oh, yeah, it's great. I guess it stops everything, doesn't it? It Yeah, yeah, there's just brick wall. That's all. Yeah, it might as well be a five-five for four in terms of like on defense. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really nice. Huh? Yeah, black's really good and blue black's really good. But cool. there, there, there are viable. There, there is if you're super focused, good aggressive decks. Yeah. I don't well, think that they're super good. great though. Is the thing that all sounds good. It's just, uh, I just can't keep drafting these really, really, really slow grindy decks. You know. Um. Well. I mean, there's one, there's, there's one good thing though. Uh, Tygon scheming's no longer in the format, so <laughs> you're safe there. 
It was fine. It was just fine in the deck that I built. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so hopefully I've got that to look forward to, and maybe you do if you decide to come play. Um, Seal, that is tempting. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. See, now, now sealed, that's fun for me. I don't know why that's more fun for me than, than, I don't know. I just like sealed. So even playing competitive, that's the thing, though. I like competitive magic. And I think that playing magic competitively is fun. But showing up to a tournament with different expectations than what the tournament is. You know what I mean? Like, like it, 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 you, know, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a commander tournament. You're 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 showing up to play commander, which commander as a format was created to be a casual fun format. But then once you put stakes at the end and once you like put prizes involved and 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 make it once you incentivize people. Yeah, once you incentivize people they're just going to play like these stupid busted decks, and then they're going to just switch into, you know, super competitive mode, which is contrary to the reason for the format's existence, which is why I feel like Commander... I I, I think I think that casual magic is dead. No, that's not true. I think that casual magic is dead. Like, I don't think there's any reason to fool yourself anymore that you're playing a casual format. There's, there's so, there's so little. If you go to a store, then probably so. Like, I mean, there's cube. Cube is ca- is casual. There's other random formats that are casual. It's to you, it's casual. But tiny leaders, like if you're if you're showing up to play a tiny leaders tournament, don't fool yourself. You're not playing casual magic. If you show up to play commander in a tournament. You're not playing casual magic. There's just there's just no casual. You haven't seen my draft decks in cube. I've like turned to um, uh, progenitus. Nice. <laughs> like I'll do stupid. Like no. Although I guess it is pretty casual. That's pretty. No, it's not. <laughs> That's completely broken. Nope. No. <laughs> you can't say that turn to progenitus is casual at all. Or well, I just any... draft mono red, which is also not casual. <laughs> True. Well, anyway, I, I'm I don't know. I'm looking forward to playing competitive magic this weekend and having it be called what it is. I'm looking forward to my wolf in wolf's clothing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. Um, I'm looking forward to Tempestry Mastered. Are you really? Uh, I'm gonna play a little bit. I'm gonna try. Are it. you gonna? I know you. When you first saw it, you're like, I'm never playing this. That's what you said. Yeah, because well, I realized I'm not going to get to play in the uh, regional PTQ anyway, so I haven't been like trying to grind dragons drafts or anything like that. Right. So I just want to like this. I I'm probably going to take it a little casually because I mean there's no end goal for a Tempest Remastered draft. So. <laughs> right. Um, for me, this might as well be grab bag draft in terms of like my level of familiarity with the card so right it'll be it'll be fun that comes out on may 6th so that's like it's like a two weeks away coming right up and then modern masters comes out 
what, the 25th of May? Oh, does it come out the week before? I want to say yes. It comes out May 22nd. So. Oh, my God. And then it comes out online that Wednesday, the 29th. So, really? So, yeah, you only have like two days to grind before the GP. <laughs> well, you know, um, we'll actually um, we'll be in Vegas, mm-hmm. and they will be running Modern Masters um, sealed events like all weekend. Like, you know, so the two days before, there's even the last chance qualifiers, which, you know, you get like two day or you get like two buys or whatever mm-hmm. you win one, or if you go four O or five O in them. Um, so I'm definitely going to try to play at least one of those. Um, but that's also going to be the format too. That'll be, there'll be modern master sealed. So, um, get a little, you know, get a little experience with the, with the format, which would be cool. So, but that's cool though. It's good to know that it's actually going to be out beforehand. So you can get a little practice in before we leave. Maybe. Yeah. Try, or, try sky draft. We joined the Mile High Magic Club. Oh, yeah. It's an <laughs> illustrious club. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Next week, hopefully, I will finally have a PPTQ success story to, to speak of. We'll see. But until then, we are Yo MTG Taps. Stop bitching, start brewing. Never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in the hype for being so tight. Sag wicked jeans was hella me, mug right strike. And what they can combine. Libo Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>